0: It's really quiet.
1: Oh. I'm turning it
0: up. <laughs> Should we start over? No, it's fine. Oh, man.
1: Is it lab enough for you yet?
0: Hello, and welcome to Veterinary Journal Club. Apparently, it's been a really long time since we've done this, and I've forgotten it's how Topher days. does the intro. <laughs> it just I don't know. I was worried that my headphones weren't working right. Okay. He won't let me start over there, so you're just going to have to deal with me being... An idiot sometimes. Talking during the intro. Yeah. Oops. All right. This is Vet books. Welcome to Vet Books. What chapter Uh, is it? It's chapter six. So it's episode seven. seven. I don't know why we didn't didn't just like renumber it or something. Um, Yeah. Episode seven, chapter six of Small Animal Critical Care Medicine, second edition, um, edited by Deb Silverstein and Kate Hopper. Um, So chapter six. Uh, is the chapter entitled Systemic Inflammatory Response Syndrome. And you haven't read it? No. So what do you think that means?
1: What did you say again?
0: (laughs) Systemic Inflammatory Response Syndrome.
1: It's a... All
0: right, what does systemic mean?
1: It's when your body does things secondary to what's happening.
0: I mean, that's not wrong. (laughs) It's also not a very helpful definition. It sounds like you were answering a test, and you're like, "I'm just going to no, repeat like if, uh, some things." It's like, yeah, give me some more details.
1: It's like if I was uh, had some sort of blunt trauma, and I was okay. uh, like, had all this bruising, and I was bleeding everywhere. All the other stuff aside from the, the bleeding. So like, you bleed a lot, then I don't know.
0: <laughs> no, you're doing good. You're doing good. Keep um, on talk. Keep talking.
1: So then. Like, your body has to recover, but in order to recover, all this other, like, other things fail.
0: Okay, yeah. So, you're kind of skipping ahead a little bit to mods, um, Ooh, m- which mods. is the next chapter. But, um, okay. So I know about
1: s- Minecraft mods. I don't know what Minecraft mods Call means. of Duty mods.
0: I don't know what that is. What does that stand for? It's modifications. It's, oh, so it's okay, like when they take a game sense. and they change it. Mods is an acronym for multiple organ dysfunction syndrome. Oh, Lots yeah. of syndromes. Okay. So, yeah. systemic inflammatory response syndrome. So, One, it's a syndrome, which is not a disease, right? I think we've talked about this on the show before, like syndromes are as like a constellation of signs. Talk about one of
1: the kidney ones.
0: Probably, and I know we've talked about it with coagulation when we talked about DIC, disseminated intravascular yeah. coagulation, because that's a syndrome. So it's not a disease. There's not a single test that you can do to be like, do you have it or do you not? But we're saying, hey, there's certain things that will cause, um, you know, individuals their their bodies, the their physiology to behave in a certain way, um, and then there's some predictability to it. But it's usually, um, usually secondary to some other disease or injury or illness. Um, so systemic just means. Full body, like the full body, systemic widespread throughout the whole body. Um, inflammatory, there's an inflammatory component. So that, that's probably the key component here. That's
1: so what all my fitness people always talk about. What
0: are they talking about? Inflammation?
1: Inflammation. Yeah. you ever having any sort of problems because of inflammation. Right. Maybe from broccoli or from working out too much.
0: Broccoli. I mean, you like, what are you hitting people with broccoli? <laughs> 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 people have like an allergy to broccoli yeah, or something, a, I guess. I think,
1: I think it was, it's Mark Bell. Talks about like fiber and stuff.
0: The inflammatory system is really important, right? So like if you have an injury, the inflammatory system is what um, brings in blood flow, which brings in cells, inflammatory cells, which are really important for healing, the healing process. Um, The problem can become if it becomes overdone or dysregulated or just kind of it's it's not working the way it should. Can you call them
1: inflammatory cells also
0: <laughs> like flammable and inflammable I mean. yeah um we can start if you want to
1: <laughs> nobody does that
0: <laughs> nobody does that um until now so your inflammatory cells that it does give them a totally different it makes it sound like they're f- flammable <laughs> in fact um that's uh, probably i mean inflammation is is sort of probably comes from the same root word we'll have to look at this later you could do you have your phone i don't have my phone, no, on me. My phone either. Um, we'll have to google this later but um inflammation, because when you have tissues that are inflamed, they also have um, certain characteristics that have been recognized for a very, very long time. So the four characteristics of inflammation are heat, swelling, pain, and redness. Mm -hmm. And that heat fits with fire. The redness fits with fire the swelling and the pain kind of also yeah. fit with fire. So I bet that was probably the, like the, you know, primitive understanding of inflammation It was probably why that the word has a similar, is I bet it, it has an etimo- the etymology. Isn't is a this silly
1: word for someone who takes blood? Like it's flus? Flam- Phlebotomous.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But phleb is like some root word <sharp inhale> Latin for P H L E B. Like phlebitis is inflammation of your blood vessel. Yeah. But it. yeah, I don't, I don't know where that came from. Why did you bring up phleb?
1: I didn't know. I don't know. How to say. I just heard people say it and it's phleb. like, oh, that's a stupid, <laughs> stupid name.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, it's got its root in, roots in, I assume, Latin, like everything does. Yeah. Okay. So the systemic inflammatory response syndrome. So this is the syndrome, how your body responds to inflammation on a widespread basis. Um, and basically... It can be problematic because the inflammation in small doses can be helpful, but in too much can be harmful. So like if you have a local problem, um, you know, if I were to like punch you really hard in the arm and I'm very strong, um, don't laugh at that, it's true. We're going to, now we have to do this for YouTube. Um, You're too far away from me right now. Mm. So I punch you really hard in the arm and then you get pain, redness, swelling, and it'll be hot because of all the pain and swelling and redness um that would be a
1: good video you just punched me in the arms like look at the red look at it swell let's take the temperature compared to the rest Uh, of the body
0: yeah we'll do our little mini experiment Mm. while i abuse you (laughs) we're not gonna do that we could probably fake it though um at any rate locally that's a that's a good thing but when it happens like everywhere in every tissue of your body at the same time that's not so much a good thing And I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before. I know I've I've definitely talked about it um, like at work when I'm teaching students about this. But usually when you get really, really sick, um, whether that's from something like sepsis, which is probably one of the closest or one of the most common associations between patients that have SIRS or those that have sepsis, although not all patients with um, SIRS are septic. They don't all have an infection. It could be from, like you said, severe polytrauma, meaning severe trauma throughout the whole body, or bad pancreatitis, which isn't infectious. So other non-infectious diseases, cancer, if it gets widespread and bad enough, um, can lead to SIRS. But sepsis is far and away like the most common disease that would be associated with SIRS. However. People think it's the infectious agent, like the pathogen, the bacteria, the virus, whatever that's doing all the damage. But usually what kills the patient is the inflammatory response, your own body, usually. Um, and the, the story, you've probably heard this, but when I was a resident, the oncology department um, did bone marrow transplants and that, those aren't super common in veterinary, med, veterinary medicine. So I'd had zero experience with that before my residency and actually almost no experience with it since, but we were doing it fairly regularly at the time. And so animals that had like stage five lymphoma and leukemias where they were getting autologous uh, bone marrow transplants. So they would remove all of their bone marrow, treat it, and then try to give the, the clean or the treated bone marrow back to that patient. And, you know, they would go through a period where they were looking pretty rough, but we had one dog that didn't re-engraft, meaning they reimplanted the bone marrow back into the patient and it didn't take. Mm-hmm. Like those cells never were like, oh, this is our house again. Yeah, we just, we just went on vacation, we're back and we know, and we set up shop and we start doing our normal stuff. Never happened. So the bone marrow um, is responsible for producing red blood cells, white blood cells, and platelets. And white blood cells are the effector cells for the inflammatory system.
1: That means they they cause it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, essentially. Like, Mm -hmm. those are the cells. Those are the messengers. So, like, if it'd be like having... They are the soldiers in your army. So, -hmm. if the immune system is your army, the white blood cells are your soldiers. So, the... um, There's no soldiers. (laughs) There's nothing. No soldiers. No new training programs being set up. Nothing is happening. And this dog... Never really looked sick. This dog looked fine, looked pretty happy, actually. Um, and it was remarkable. Like he didn't develop a fever. He didn't have pain, or re- like all of the animals that I've seen die of like sepsis or bad pancreatitis or things like that. They're miserable, they're uncomfortable. like they're, everything's shutting down. And this dog, that didn't happen. Now, this dog did eventually die because without an immune system you aren't going to make it. And when we did a necropsy or an autopsy on this dog, his cells, like every cell in his body, was riddled with bacteria. Like so, uh, that's eventually what killed this yeah. th- in this most particular of the case. But signs
1: of being sick, are not there. Done by yourself? Yes. Like a sniffly nose. Yeah.
0: Like that's your body's you have to response. to the, the thing. mucus. It's yeah. not
1: the bacteria. Producing yeah, mucus.
0: exactly. The bacteria themselves aren't doing anything.
1: Bacteria is not raising your temperature no. your body is
0: it's the response to those be like hey there's intruders here and we need to do something so like yeah the bacteria cause a response and the body's like hey you're responding to something that's probably an infection we should probably turn the heat up in this place so yeah, maybe the bacteria just, will want to move out it
1: becomes like a slum lord
0: yeah yeah it's like <laughs> it's hey let's make this make place, this place inhospitable yeah it's true and um and that's not always great for the host right for the patient yeah, you don't want
1: to live in a slum either
0: no but temporarily if it means getting rid of like it's like your in-laws are coming to visit not your in-laws um my (laughs) (laughs) in-laws um so imagine or you know you just have some you know cousins that are coming to visit and you don't really like them and you know but they're coming to visit again and they're coming. They that is, they want to stay at your place, and so you you know make the bed as uncomfortable as you can, yes. and you say the thermostat is broken, and you try to make it so they don't oh, want AC's to stay down. here. Yeah, like make all the things so they don't work. Like versus, hey, let's make this really comfortable for you, and let's you know people are gonna to want to stay forever. Um, so your body is you know. It, that that's the situation is trying to say, let's, let's make this place not cool. Um, I definitely don't want you to come here and stay with me and then have children. here. (laughs) Like, I don't want you to come stay with us and be like, Oh, by the way, um, I'm pregnant and I'm due to deliver, you know, 10,000 babies tomorrow. (laughs) Like we don't have room for this. This is not, this is not set up, you know? So, um, yeah. So you're, immune system is trying to create the worst Airbnb experience period. Like there
1: is the lowest rating.
0: Yeah. Like we don't want anybody else to come back for this. Um, You're like, I I actually don't even remember posting our house on Airbnb. (laughs) We need to, somehow we got caught in the middle of this. And then once, once we kick these people out, we are shutting this place down. Like we, you know, so yeah, this analogy got kind of weird, but um yeah. So the inflammatory response is the body's response to whatever, you know, inciting cause that is. And there are certain things that it does. And when it overdoes it, um, we, we have a problem. We run into SERS. And so that's, you know, what this chapter is, is kind of reviewing. The problem is I don't know if it's so much a problem, but like recognizing it is sort of tricky, like any syndrome, because it's not a disease that you can't do this yeah, one no test tests. and be like, poof. Yeah, it's definitely SIRS. Um, and, you know, so it, the, they have, you know, a little table in this chapter, which is the proposed criteria for the diagnosis of SIRS in dogs and cats, which is adapted from the criteria in people. And so... Um, Topher's got to go fix the camera again. We still have to get a new camera. Um, the, the criteria in people are essentially the same, but with different numbers. Um, and so the four things that are proposed to look at to diagnose a dog or a cat with SIRS are the patient's temperature. Are they hypothermic or hyperthermic? So do are they, you know, hypothermic or do they have a fever? Um, heart rate. Are they tachycardic or in a cat, tachycardic or bradycardic? Um, respiratory rate, are they tachypneic? Um, and what's the white blood, cell, white blood cell count? Is it low or is it high? Now, low might be confusing. You're like, wait, why would a low white blood cell count? But when we're measuring the white blood cells in the blood, <clears throat> it could be that all of the white blood cells are going to the tissues and they're not in the blood. And if it, it's before the bone marrow has had a chance to kind of ramp up production, so you might, or you just have like an overwhelming inflammatory um, response. So low or high white blood cells. Um, so In dogs, two of those four criteria would be considered consistent with SIRS. But the problem with that is like there are a bajillion things that aren't SIRS that can cause two of those four criteria to be off, particularly because for dogs, they said a respiratory rate greater than 20. And it's like every single patient that comes in on ER for (laughs) me has a respiratory rate greater than 20. And like 36, I consider a very normal respiratory rate for a dog that's coming on ER. And so, if a dog's like super excited and he's panting and he's tachycardic, that technically all these new people, yeah, technically that fits the criteria for SIRS. So a little bit of common sense has to be employed, essentially as well. There has to also be some underlying condition or a potential underlying condition that would make sense for SIRS. So, do you think there's a sepsis? You know, some sort of infectious. etiology it was their massive trauma do you think there's severe pancreatitis or or something like that so it doesn't have to be infectious it frequently is so look for those types of things does it have widespread cancer and it's you know everything's shutting down from there so um
1: how often do you run into it
0: pretty commonly yeah, yeah it's, it's common because again you only have one immune system and it's only got a certain number of ways it can respond and so as soon as you have a disease that is widespread like boom you probably have sirs so yeah It's common. It's common. Um, Sepsis is fairly common. And you can find SIRS and have a hard time finding the sepsis. That's where actually a lot of the, you know, research and things has gone in. How do we, we, we've identified this patient has SIRS and we're trying to find out if it's septic because we want to start treating it, but we don't like treating things inappropriately. I don't want to start throwing antibiotics at everything that has SIRS. Um, So people have tried to look for, are there markers that can differentiate a patient with non-septic SIRS and septic SIRS? Like, is there a bacterial component or not that would help but nobody's been able to like really be like yeah this will definitively tell you um so you know it's good it means we still have a job
1: yeah do you start <laughs> going into like a like a protocol once you decide that there's a sers like now we need to do these things or is it kind of like Hey, it's, it's got a good SIRS. question.
0: It's a good question. Um, usually that gets narrowed down a little bit more. Like if they have sepsis, then you're probably going to go a little bit more protocolized. Um, but if you identify SIRS, you should probably be thinking about sepsis and looking for that. Um, so I would say, yeah, there's a lot of overlap there. Um, but you should, uh, if you if you think sepsis could be, the, if you don't have another reason. What is sepsis reason. again? sepsis <laughs> you're gonna love this circular thing so is an infection plus sirs <laughs> so basically you have an infection because like you could have a, a you have a
1: really bad infection you
0: have an infection that has led to widespread full body um responding versus like you have a a, a hangnail Because i thought it was infected. just an infection
1: but everybody says sepsis and then they say
0: no, because you can have pneumonia and not have sirs, and not have, and therefore you're not septic. Meaning the infection is is localized just to the area of the, of the tissues that are a problem. It's still problematic. Yeah. Having pneumonia thing I is still bad. The most
1: is like septic belly. That's the word. A septic I hear abdomen. Use.
0: Yeah. So usually, what happens there is an animal has leakage of um, content gastrointestinal contents yeah, or intestinal so contents the into the belly Yeah, food, but also bacteria. Like yeah. your, your intestines are full of bacteria. So as soon as they get, they leak out into the belly where they're not supposed to be. Um, yes, you have a septic abdomen. Um, so sepsis means in septic, like antiseptic is cleaning things and trying to get rid of bacteria. Mm-hmm. But, um, sepsis, the term usually implies sep- like if a patient has sepsis, it's full body. Like it, not that the infection is necessarily everywhere, but the response to it is. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: Um, I just, I was always heard infection and sepsis and then right. I thought it was just an infection. It's like, ah, but there's, why do they use the two different words?
0: Yeah. So an infection, so all septic patients have an infection, but not all infectious patients have sepsis. Yeah. Sepsis is a um, square. Yes.
1: Infections are rectangles.
0: Yes. Okay. There you go. I was like, what are you talking about? Yes
1: um talking about polygons
0: yes well well done babe so yeah um i mean that's pretty well that's kind of the deal i mean how do you think you treat sirs
1: um probably check and see if there's an infection and if there's an infection do whatever like antibacterial antiviral mm-hmm. and then um
0: so treat the underlying cause yeah that's that's how you treat sirs. Okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, you probably just wait it out.
0: You yeah. So it's it's treat Keep the, the underlying cause. Alive. Try to identify and treat the underlying cause, and then just support them, support them through that. So because it's their going immune system to on, will go
1: back to normal.
0: If if they assume. can clear the infection, or um, you know if it's like pancreatitis, then it's more of a yeah, wait it out. Um, <clears throat> so if it's got a treatable condition, then yes.
1: What happens to your white blood cells when they're released? Do they do they come back?
0: No, 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 no. They die. They, yeah, they do their job and then they die and then you have to make new ones. Is, the lifespan of a white blood cell is like hours.
1: Is a white blood cell, is that a T cell? Is that what I'm thinking? Those
0: are a type of um, immune cells. Because there's like T cells, cells,
1: macrophages.
0: Yeah, so those are a type of immune cell and they all have slightly different jobs. So mm-hmm. usually when we're talking about um, inflammatory cells, we're talking about neutrophils. Mm-hmm eosinophils basophils neutrophils are the big one lymphocytes of your t cells and b cells are a type of lymphocyte Mm -hmm. um and then macrophages so the three big white blood cells are neutrophils lymphocytes macrophages um which are called monocytes in circulation and they we call macrophages when they get the tissues it's dumb but that's what we say um and then there's a couple other ones that so they just kind of get dispersed
1: and then they just dissolve away
0: well, like they—they're circulating in the body, and then they go out into the tissues. So they leave the bloodstream to go into the tissues and do their job. And then once they've done their job, they're like, "All right, you've done your job, and we are going to replace you with new, young, fresh troops, and you are now retired." And by retired, I mean dead. Yeah, yeah, that's—they're designed for that. Can, they're more like robots than soldiers. Then let's go. They're, they're robotic soldiers. Mm-hmm. They're like, I don't know, futuristic. Robot soldiers. <laughs> I don't know. That's all I got.
1: Organic nanobots.
0: Yeah. They're organic nanobots. That's exactly what they are. Yeah. yeah. Um, designed to be sacrificed. Um, Yeah. They, they only last a few hours. So like if they don't, they, they go and do their thing and then it's like, ah, yeah. peace. I'm done. Goodbye. Because, um, so you're constantly making new ones mm-hmm. all the time, all the time, all the time.
1: In your bone marrow.
0: In your bone marrow. Yeah, exactly right. So, yeah. I don't know. What questions do you have about SIRS?
1: Uh, do you guys call it sirs? Yeah, 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 we do use that because I, I don't feel like I hear you use that word that much.
0: Yeah, it's because it's usually like I would talk about it. Oh, you know, more from a educational standpoint, like you need to recognize these things and like, what you're going to look for. But typically, it would be like, oh, this animal has bad pancreatitis. It also has sirs. Like mm-hmm. the sirs doesn't tell me much other than the fact this is a very sick patient which I don't need and you know like you already know your patients are sick um, it's more just like hey this is this has got signs of SIRS. I should be on the lookout for what is causing it yeah. I should look for sepsis unless I'm like confident it has pancreatitis or some non-infectious cause of SIRS, then I should be like, I need to go looking for that. And I might need to pull blood cultures or I might need to pull, um, you know, other samples to submit for bacterial culture. Because the big thing is, even if you have sepsis, it doesn't mean it's bacterial, right? So um, viral sepsis is huge um, as well, as we've learned in 2020, 2021. Viral sepsis kills a lot of people.
1: Yeah, is that what the, the COVID sepsis? Yeah, it causes
0: a viral sepsis. So, you know, some people will die from their respiratory distress um, or, you know, or they can't breathe because they have horrible pneumonia. But other people die from SARS, essentially, in multiple organ dysfunction that syndrome, which is the next chapter. There was
1: the previous Corona was SARS, right? Or one of their... Yeah, SARS can cause so SIRS. SARS. Calls, I think I remember them talking about that in the news. The SARS and SARS, and it was like, "What are you guys talking about?"
0: Yeah, acronyms. Yeah, they'll get you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Acronyms have been killing people for a long time. Um. All right, that's that's. I don't think I mentioned who wrote this chapter. No, you didn't. I apologize, Armel who do you de La apologize? Farkad. I'm sorry, Armel. She was part of the last chapter too, but she wrote this one all by herself. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So all right, I get the book thanks, now. Thanks, Armel. Oh, you get the book now. Okay, there you go. Let me. Be careful with it. It's very heavy. Why is it so heavy? Um, it's a big book. A lot of lot of stuff in there. Um. Okay. So, are you going to quiz me now, or?
1: Yeah, I think we're going to do. Uh-oh. Let me get my sound effects up.
0: Yeah. We were super prepared again. I
1: think it's this one. Oh, I got to change There's the no sound. sound. I think
0: it's going to be a spelling. spelling. Bee. <laughs> These are always good. All right.
1: All right. So your first word is syndrome
0: syndrome. S Y N D R O M E syndrome. syndrome. Wait, what happened to my cheering section? Oh, okay, that'll work. Correct. That's my right. bicycle and bell. Another one.
1: We've been doing these on the fly, so I haven't had a chance to prepare. Yeah. So that's why. Yeah. Maybe Ooh. you should start.
0: Oh, you got a good one? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> can, can you pronounce it?
1: Probably not, but you'll know <laughs> what I'm saying. Cholestasis.
0: Cholestasis. Yeah, you said it right. Good job. All right, you ready? Yeah. C H O L E S. T-A-S-I-S. Cholestasis. Boop, boop, boop. Darn. Yeah. <laughs> all <laughs> I right. I see these words all the time.
1: Whoa.
0: <laughs> I love your reaction to the words. It's great. I'm
1: just looking around and I'm finding, I found find a sentence that's got three. It's actually got four, four <laughs> difficult words. And then one that I know is uh, a commonly misspelled word. Ooh. But that's not one. of. The, I think you would get that. We'll give you the commonly misspelled word. Okay. Let's hear it. Occurring.
0: Oh, that is a tough one. Yeah. All right. O C C U R I N G occurring. Is it got two R's too?
1: It's got two Rs. Son of-
0: mm, that oh. Yeah. It's easier if I've <laughs> typed it or written it down, but yeah. <laughs>
1: because well, it gives you that little red squiggly line. No, but line. sometimes it just
0: looks wrong. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah. I was trying to imagine it in my head. Well, it's like I knew it had left. two Cs.
1: Every time I type the word left, I'm like, that's wrong. That's not a word. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. That's funny. Well, we've just been watching Ted Lasso, and he does the the thing where he like repeats a word in oh, a couple of yeah, the episodes. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's like that when I write some more letters. That's
0: really funny. I think the problem with occurring is I know there's two Cs, and having double Cs, double Rs feels wrong. Yeah. Anyway, give me some medical words. All like right, I got, I got
1: the... Th- three other in that sentence. are in this sentence. All right, let's
0: see if I can get the rest of them. I've already missed okay. one. This is disappointing.
1: Glucocorticoid. <laughs>
0: Glucocorticoids. Yeah. All right. Is it plural or no? Uh, singular. All right. Glucocorticoid. G-L-U-C-O-C-O-R-T-I-C-O-I-D. Glucocorticoid. Yeah, give me medical terms. Don't give me... Occurring, ridiculous.
1: Intravenous.
0: Intravenous. I n t r a v e n o u s. Intravenous. Ooh, different praise sound.
1: And the last word, since you've already missed one, I don't have to go that hard. <laughs> immunoglobin
0: Immunoglob. Wait. Hang on. Globulin. Immu- okay. Immunoglobulin. Yeah. I m m u n o g l o b u l i n. Immunoglobulin. Immunoglobulin. Boop boop boop. Yeah, don't ask me to sell something. Just give me the medical term.
1: There's so many words. Like, there's like height. This is what was
0: the sentence? Read the sentence.
1: Oh, low dose glucocorticoid and glucocorticoids intravenous immunoglobulin immunoglobulin. administration (laughs) warrant further study in animals with naturally occurring disease.
0: Occurring two R's. I can't believe I missed that.
1: Yeah. All right. Sorry, team. Hey, buddy. I wish I had had more time to spend with this Oh,
0: Motor, are you going to come sit with me? You're the best boy. I think
1: that's the first time a cat's come up with you during the show.
0: That's because Motor's a good cat.
1: He's just sad that you misspelled occurring. He would have gotten it wrong, too.
0: I don't know. He's pretty smart.
1: All yeah, right. So for the next episode, oh, we're going to have, yeah. oh, it's going to be mods. Yeah. Multiple organ dysfunction. dysfunction syndrome.
0: Another syndrome. Bum, bum, bum. I don't know what that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. I got it's now. part of a theme. What do you got? I all right so that will be chapter seven <laughs> <inaudible> <inaudible> chapter seven um yeah so join us next time for our next episode of vet books and we will talk about <laughs> <laughs> God, how long has it been since we were, we're both struggling tonight In
1: nine days i was
0: gonna say it is it is whatever time it is eight o'clock on a sunday night it's the end of the week yeah get...
1: i don't have to work tomorrow
0: you don't have to rub it in. I didn't find time. out about that till Friday. Every time. So, all right. Well, thank you for joining us and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.